So this is the latest. I've just done a quick refresh, and it looks as though weather is the big story there. Nothing to do with the the man, the whistleblower, the famous man, the the man, the hero of the hour would have to be Winston Smith. Of course, that's not his real name. He's been arrested, and someone else has been arrested yesterday by police. Uh, he actually invented. Uh, designed the program that the New Zealand government were using to track COVID information, including all the vaccinations and how many were vaccinated. Uh, they know how many people died. They know the government's known this all along. It's an absolute uh, catastrophe, and that's why they've arrested him. Normally, if it was just a breach of data, they wouldn't arrest you, would they? They just, you know, you'd end up in court. Maybe it would be just a, a matter, but they've arrested him because they want to silence him. They cannot have him speaking out anymore. And you can bet they'll be after Liz Gunn as well. And uh, so, just to refresh your memory of the just how horrific uh, this information is in one particular vaccination center according to the information that's come out from this whistleblower uh, in Invercargill 51 people were vaccinated within the space of just two hours all 51 people are dead out of the 837 people who were vaccinated at another vaccination center 253 of them are now dead 30 percent of everyone who was vaccinated at that center are now dead at another vaccination center of the 923 people that were vaccinated there, 276 are now dead. There were numerous vaccination centres around the country that had mortality rate at this point uh, sort of level of around 30% and this is compared to the normal average mortality rate of just 0.75% which I think is bad enough and that's what they should be seeing but that's what they're not seeing. The data also shows how many fatalities were linked to each individual vaccinator person that put the jab into their arm one vaccinator had a mortality rate of 25%, one in four in other words who got the vaccine from this particular vaccinator is dead. Other vaccinators were similar. Their vaccine batches were literally death batches. These vaccines are simply off the scale of impossibility and to interpret any other way than a vaccine massacre. Just to give you some idea, um, let me... Um, uh, just sort of look at the bias of numbers of deaths in the South Island versus the North Island. Of the top 20 most deadly vaccination centres in the country, 10 out of the 20 were in Christchurch alone, and two of them, 10% of the national total, were in the tiny little uh, town called Gore. Not sure if it's a city yet, that's where Ben Bell is, isn't he? Meanwhile, only two out of 20 were in Auckland, where one-third of the total population is. This should be statistically impossible by population, unless specific vaccine batches were a lot more deadly than other batches. And we know that that seems to be the case that we're getting from uh, other whistleblowers around the world. hope you can hear that clearly. Just have to turn the volume up a little bit there. There we go. Hello, John. I'll just check our levels, make sure we're all right. Yep, go ahead. So you're in Wellington. Yep, I've just been... uh at the district court um, to see the preliminary hearing of the man known as uh, Winston Smith. I know his real name is out there, is getting out there, so at, at some point I suppose we would start to use it, but I'm not sure if his, he and his family want that or not, so we'll just call him Winston Smith. It's quite convenient when comparing with Winston Peters. Winston Peters, yeah. Uh, the two polar opposites, mm. ethically. Uh, have we heard anything of him today? Not that I know I'm of. Not aware of it. Mm. But anyway, what happened, it was a preliminary hearing, the highlight of which was that about, well, the whole public gallery in, I think it's court number one, was packed, uh, which, is, which really means about uh, maybe 30 or 40 people. And there were 
about half a dozen who couldn't get in. And when Winston Smith was let in, uh, presumably he has been in custody uh, as he was coming from that, you know, he wasn't outside with the rest of us. Uh, everybody stood up and gave him a standing ovation. Oh, brilliant, brilliant. And uh, we thought, what's going to happen to us now? The judge, and the judge was the same judge that we had for Brett Power, the same judge oh who also uh, also let a person who had killed somebody off with home detention. Yeah. Um, and Brett Power really could have been sent to prison but only got a $500 fine. He's clearly on the other side, but he perhaps has a bit of a heart. Well, he he didn't really reprimand us for the standing ovation except to say that uh, it's good to have a show of support from Farnow, <laughs> he calls us, mm. um, but I sort of don't do it again, you know. If you do it again, I'll have to pick you out. So that was about as good as we could expect. And the man, Winston, was so touched by that, he uh, sort of blew us a kiss and sort of clapped us back. So that was really that was really why I came over. So he would get that kind of support and see the support. Um, I had an exchange with a lovely lady in pink uh, called Alexa Cook from News Hub, TV3, health reporter. I have sent it to you via another because I didn't realise I'd been kicking myself that I didn't that I wasn't recording it. I did record the latter part of it, but but someone else was recording it, as it turns out, as happened when I was having a go at Winston Peters. The, the person who was taking notes was the senior political editor of the New Zealand Herald, Audrey Young, on that occasion. So, um, yeah, but on this occasion, it was one of our crowd, and uh, I haven't listened to it back, but what I said to her was, now, to make it clear for you people, um, this is not about, you know, the leak of personal information, because it wasn't personalised anyway. Uh, it was anonymized. It's not about this man doing anything wrong. It's about this man exposing vax murder. You can remember that because it rhymes with axe murder. And so as long as you know that, and you will be putting that in your report, won't you? <laughs> another person in pink, another woman, had asked me before whether I was the man himself. Surely she would know that it wasn't that I wasn't, and she was on some sort of fishing expedition. But anyway, um, this other one called Alexa, I said to her, look, it's just interesting to be able to eyeball someone who laughs at the at, when you tell them that the state has been mass murdering people. I said, if you, and, you know, she took issue with me, um, saying that, you know, the evidence doesn't point that way and she's a she's an expert because she's got a, uh, some sort of qualification in journalism, so she must know what she's talking about. She studied the data. And I said, have you studied the data about the Vax Clinic in Invercargill? 
where in the space of two hours, 51 people were vaxxed, and they're all dead. Now, the chances against which I think, is that the one that's 100 billion to one, or is that something else? Pretty large, that I would say. That is 100 billion to one chance, statistically well, was impossible. That, was it that piece of... What was it, that piece of evidence is one in a hundred billion? I'm not sure. But anyway, mm, check. she just laughed and mocked. And I said, it's interesting to see oh. someone, to look someone in the eye who, who laughs at that. I said, well, can, if you've studied the data, what was the number? Maybe it was only 49. Was it 36? Was it 12? How many were killed at that? Oh, oh you know, and she does her usual. Or the, and she said, you don't know me. I said, I know you. You're just one of the many members of the New Zealand media who are totally dishonest. I said, you're calling me dishonest? I said, yeah, of course you're dishonest. You wouldn't have a job otherwise. Stuff like that. Um, I don't know how much of that was captured, but I'm just conveying it to you now anyway. That's great. I'll play that. Um, John, uh, the, um, the expert statistician, statisticians here in New Zealand and abroad have studied the data and they've concluded that the probability of these deaths not being from COVID-19 vaccine are 100 billion to one. Yes. That's like you said. And, and, and that's, the, that's the whole sweep of the data. The, num- the, the odds against that particular vaccine centre death total are probably higher, aren't they, you would think? Yeah, possibly. Um, I'm just a lot, reading... A lot um, higher. Yes, I know what you mean. But, yeah, so pro- they're probably a lot higher than one in 100 billion... <laughs> uh, so, well, they say uh, here they, uh, before that that says that the um, uh, to put the scale on the massacre, this is what's been perpetrated in the last two three years, isn't it? Uh, it's a, some sort of perspective. The number of COVID nineteen vaccine deaths in New Zealand now shown by this evidence is thirteen times the number of New Zealand deaths that Gallipoli. Thirteen times yes, Gallipoli. Yes, yes. Isn't that isn't that on the one hand appalling? On another hand, very clever of them to distill it that way. And so actually, for, uh, a, for those that don't know how many were killed each day, that is, um, that's equivalent to the Christchurch massacre nearly every single day since the vaccine rollout, and that was 51 yes. people. Yes, because that very clever man uh, took the number 120, didn't he, as, um, as a number beyond which New Zealand deaths don't normally go in a day. Presumably the average New Zealand deaths in a day, I don't know, is less than that, 100 or something. Oh, the Christchurch earthquake was 120, wasn't it, one day? A, a, well, I, can't, you know, I think it's 185. Oh, yeah, you're so, right. that, mm. so you'd be adding that to the normal death toll in Christchurch for that day, and that's why it soars. Uh, and that's why, because when I looked at it first, I thought, oh, they've got it wrong because you know, Christchurch deaths were 185, and this one says 200 or 300 and something. But that's that's why, because you, you it's about adding uh, the deaths from the tragedy to the existing number of deaths expected or occurring on that day. Mm. But uh, that's a very clever way of doing it, because you get these sudden skyscrapers, don't you, after things like the Vaxathon. Yeah. That's why I made a little graphic about that, mm. uh, that the state doesn't seem to know how to spell vexacution. <laughs> um, only mm. when, they, when they put vexathon. And it's... Uh, so anyway, that was the nature of the morning's engagement. Mm, very good. And it's now back to court at 12, 12.15. Oh, OK. And he's but still what, in custody? Well, 
You're still being held? I, well, uh, the judge said that uh, he has heard the submission. Now, did I say before, I forget who I've been speaking to mm, now, I've had right. so many conversations. Did I say that Matthew Haig is re- representing? Matthew uh, Haig is the lawyer. The Win- Winston Smith? Yes. Excellent. Now, that's as good as it gets, and that would have been organised by Liz Gunn. Yes. I would think. Uh, and uh, and he, you know, if, if anyone can get him off, he can. The judge has indicated, after hearing from Matthew, mm. that um, he will be making a judgment about bail after lunch. Right, so they have arrested and him then. That's unless... Sure. Yeah, that unless the police can convince him of why he is a danger to shipping or a a danger to public safety. Sorry, that was a a 1960s comedy sketch. Um, And yeah, unless he's dangerous, there's no reason why that bail can't be granted. But you never know. No. With judges, Mm. with the last judge, when we came back from lunch, we were expecting Brett to be let off, and he wasn't. So you never know. But, uh, Absolutely, you do not know. Kelvin Alp was there. Uh, oh, Billy good. 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 Was there. Because mm, he's uh, been Billy's in Karaparam, hasn't he, over the weekend? Billy's just been showing his movie, River of Lies, yep. which I saw and is very good. It, it's, it goes with the other movie. It doesn't overlap too much. The River of... It's hard to keep up with these rivers and sounds of... Yeah. Sound of Freedom, River of Freedom. River of, the River of Freedom is a very good... Uh, re- recording of the of the convoy and the Freedom Village, and the River of Lies is really a prosecution of the evidence. So, and he's got two more movies to come. This one's just the pipe opener, and if that's just the pipe opener, then the others are going to be very damning indeed. So, mm. you know, I'm someone that hasn't agreed with Billy on everything, as I've told him, but uh, I can't fault his movie uh, oh, that's really good. at all. Yeah, that's nice to know, uh, isn't it's it? Worth, it's worth seeing, and uh, I think he's showing it tonight in uh, Nio at the church where the freedom movement go. Okay. I've just um, got this. You might be interested in this, John. A message from the whistleblower's wife that came through with Counterspin Media. The above message was sent in our chat. The above message. Here it goes. This is what she says. We've just heard from the whistleblower's wife asking for support. They have had a yes. horrific weekend, and he will be in the Wellington yes. District Court tomorrow. Okay, so that's all. That's old news that's now. That's right. Hmm. Well, I hope he was uh, massively uh, encouraged by the people that turned up and gave him a standing ovation. Mm. You managed to in get into the courtroom, of, obviously. In a court of law. Sorry? You managed to get into the gallery, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I, I actually... Good work. Uh, ...also snuck a photograph of that pink uh, pink monster from TV3 when mm. I wasn't supposed to. Alex, uh, Alexia Cook, is it? I'd been told off several times. For taking photos. Mm. Because, you see, they were given permission to... The, the court... The journalists were given permission to take photographs, so I just used that as a, as a license to do the same. And yeah, well, you're a journalist, aren't you? By the security guard. Um, yeah, so uh, at least I know who she is. Hmm. But it's just it's interesting. Also, there was a widespread view that we must stop bickering. Now, 
that is the sort of thing that New Zealand support, uh, first supporters would be saying, or, uh, and they include, of course, Voices for Freedom. It's the sort of thing they'd be saying, because yeah. they'll be, they will ha have their tails between their legs at their leader's failure to front up. So therefore, the only thing they can say is, oh, we've got to stop fighting, because they know that they are being exposed for their treacherous decision to back that man. Unless I'm wrong and he redeems himself right about now, really, would be a good time for him to yep. do that. Now it's time for him to, um, to uh, be there in the courtroom, I would think. But people are saying to me, some people who have been lacerating me are now backpedalling. Good. Uh, they're saying, you know, they have been saying to me that I'm too divisive. I'm saying, look, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to separate in my mind and elsewhere the honest people from the dishonest. Yep. I thought it was a simple matter of all of those people in the freedom community who had the brains to uh, spot the and avoid the dangers of a toxic vaccine would also naturally have the ethics to avoid the dangers of toxic politicians uh, and hypocrites. But they didn't. So therefore, our supposed movement that I'm meant to be a part of needs to sort of uh, keep those people together. I don't want to be together with those people. I'm happy if they see the error of their ways and apologize. Yep. But I don't want to wish to be together with them in any movement. Well, it's groupthink, isn't it? And that's what's got us into this when mess, they, groupthink. When, when they have exposed their ethics has been so dodgy. Yeah, they are morally compromised. That's why you vote New Zealand first. Um, but New Zealand law? No, well, well, I mean, you're compromised. If you're ethically compromised, boy, have we got a party for you? Yeah, New Zealand first. Yeah. Uh, oh, right. Yes, but of I don't. I don't want to be talking like this. I met some nice people today. One of them uh, told me that she'd been uh, criticising me online, and we should get on. And of course, she's very nice. And, and we are getting on, but I said, I did that for a reason. The reason is I want to needle that man. If there is any chance of him doing the right thing, uh, perhaps he'll do it. If he's been goaded enough that he can't not do it. If, if, it, if, if his role in this is exposed in such harsh light that he has to either... Uh, front up and be ethical or be forever damned as a crook. That's what I want to happen. One of those two things. I don't want us to carry on thinking, oh, Winston will do the right thing eventually, you know. Now, today, is the time for him to do that. And I, I didn't want to apologise for... I don't apologise for trying to sharpen the focus to that degree. Even if it involves being unpleasant to people who have been unpatriotic yep. <laughs> by Just... not being loyal to New Zealand, by getting behind someone who says he wants to put New Zealand first. But the person who is putting New Zealand first is Winston Smith, not Winston Peters mm. at the moment. But let him prove us wrong. We've got um, you know, so all the publications now uh, mentioning it. The first one to do so was uh, Radio New Zealand. They came out with their one former, what does it say here, to what aura vaccination data leak 
a devastating a breach of trust. That's according to ARPA. And yeah. uh, then the other one is from News Hub. They say former Tiwata Ora, which is New Zealand health worker, Barry Young, that's his name, it's been out there now. Yeah, he appears right. in court accused of illegally accessing vaccine data. Well, he actually created the system. Yeah, uh, yeah. You notice, how, notice how they're getting away with it? Yeah. Because uh, uh, the, the use of the words is so fucking stupid. Yeah. I mean, our side does it too. Yeah. They don't get to the point. You need to. I'm a billboard writer, you know. Mm. You need to get to the point very, very strongly and very, very soon. Shortly after opening your mouth, you have to say the words, vax murder. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's right. If everybody said vax murder uh, straight away, that's what this is about. It's about the state hiding vax murder. Mm. Murder by vax. Well, this is what... Thousands and thousands of New Zealanders are being killed by vax murderers. F- who f- 50 a day for the last three years. 50 a day. Now, there's a huge difference, Grant. Mm. There's a huge difference between saying those very words mm. and saying the other words that people are using. You know, talking about the leaks of information and mm. personal information. Oh, he's a bad person. No, a bad person is someone who doesn't leak evidence of vax murder. That's right. Not the person who does. The media the are bad, and so is the government. Hero. Mm. The person who does leak it is a national hero. And you only have to look to the United States of America, who had much brighter founding fathers than we did. Mm. They've actually put that in their constitution, I think. Mm. That's why they're allowed to bear arms, because they recognise that governments... Go rogue. They go tyrannical. Yep. And when they do, the citizenry has the right to take them down. Well, you can see why they want to take all the guns off everybody, uh, don't you, now? Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy, uh, they, some people are going nuts right when they see this America. data. They have a, tr- a bit of trouble in America actually carrying that through. But it's there in writing, and you can point to it. Mm. And that's why they're still allowed to bear arms in America. Yeah. I don't think guns and Americans go together terribly well. I think they do. I used to think that. I used to think that. Hmm. And then along came, well, everything that's happening now. Uh, and then you realise, wow, that was foresight, wasn't it? Yeah, that's, that's exactly foresight. right. And Hitler disarmed everybody before the war broke out. Um, yeah. This is what and news... Ju- hmm? Jacinda Ardern was heard, I think Lindsay Perigo told me, that he can swear, he hasn't, I don't think he's, I'm not sure he's found it, the evidence. Um, but he said, I could have sworn that, that Ardern, sometime before the Christchurch massacre, said the words, perhaps in jest, but she said it would take another Port Arthur before we can get the guns. Now, I don't know if get the guns were wow. the precise words, but what she meant was in, before we can enact worldwide communist policy. Hmm of disarming the public, so we're the only ones with the guns. That's really what that's all about. Yeah. And she was able... She, she was an extremely successful Prime Minister. Oh, very. She did, did exactly what her masters wanted. Her yeah. country. She achieved the destruction of her country, yeah. which was her job, mm. uh, in five and a half years. That was brilliant going. Mm. That's better than Trudeau, better than all the others, as far as I can remember. Um, if you think she was the Prime Minister of New Zealand, she was a disaster. If you realise that she was an agent for world communism, yep. what a stellar success mm, she was. Exactly. Uh, yeah. That's what Trevor Loudon said to us. I uh, introduced him when he came to 
Wellington, and he he, he you're is obviously the, walking up hills in Wellington um, by the sounds of it. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm huffing and puffing. No, no worries. Yeah. yeah, I'm just unfit for walking along the flat. <laughs> oh, <actually. yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. But, um, I'm sorry if it's too much. Back on the beat. But, um, I should just stop. No, um, you're fine. You're fine. But Trevor was from Christchurch. He was with ACT in the days when that was a good thing. Mm. Um, and he went to America and became America's foremost anti-communist. And he said, if you think Joe Biden is the president of the United States, obviously he's a disaster. Mm. If you recognize him as an agent for communist China, he's doing his job extremely well. Yeah. So that's yeah. the way we've got to flip our minds, I think. Yeah. You're absolutely right. And realise these guys are doing what they came to do. They don't have to apologise to their masters for anything. <laughs> but their masters are not us. Their masters are Klaus Schwab. You know, we have we have Klaus Luxon and Klaus Seymour and Klaus Hipkins and Klaus Ett are doing and now do we or don't we have Klaus Peters? They're always We will soon find out. All three amigos are in lockstep on the, on the climate hoax, aren't mm, they? Yep. We'll hear that today. We'll, we'll know whether Winston Peters is who he claims to be or not, and we'll know. And we know that uh, we know that Luxon, because of the actions of his health minister, mm. is in lockstep with Klaus Schwab and Bill Gates, his buddy, yeah. Yeah. on vaccines, yeah. so called. Yeah. Um, so it, they're very much revealing themselves as the other wing of the same of the same bird. Well, John, you wouldn't have heard um, what NewsHub said. They've got their reporter was William Hewitt. I don't know if you saw him there in the um, gallery, but he says, this is what he said, and you won't have heard this yet, but it says, a 56-year-old man has appeared in court on Monday morning of being accused of leaking large amounts of uh, New, Ze- New Zealand health vaccination data. Of course, he didn't say that. Online, Barry Young, 56, was arrested on Sunday and appeared before the Wellington District Court Judge Andrew Nichols yeah. today. He faces yeah. one charge of just dishonestly accessing uh, New Zealand health database with the maximum yeah. penalty uh, being up to seven years imprisonment. He has not right. entered a plea. The public gallery was full of supporters. They stood and clapped when Young entered the courtroom. Judge Nichols told them off, saying, any more disruption and I will ask you to leave. Is that what he said? Well, he said that second. The first thing he said was, well, it's good It's good to have uh, support from, I do remember the word whānau. Well, why didn't William Hewitt uh, report that? Well, because that wouldn't have worked for his Suit narrative. the narrative, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So you were Nichols, there. Nichols, yeah, Nichols was as good as you could expect him to be. I was worried because people we were talking about doing that beforehand. Mm. And I said, well, yeah, I think on balance it's better to, to give Barry the, the good feeling of the, of the great support than it is to stay in the courtroom because we might well be kicked out at that point. Right. But we weren't. We were just told off. Well, uh, Judge Nichols, now Young, he's going to appear. This is um, Winston Smith. His proper name is Barry Young. He's going to appear at 2.15, quarter past two this afternoon. So anyone that's hearing this, uh, if you can, get to Wellington uh, for that appearing at 2.15 when the decision will be made on whether he gets bail. Um, He yelled freedom as he left the courtroom. Did Did you hear that? Is that true? I heard, somebody, I heard somebody yell that, so that was him, was it? Well, they're saying it was him. And well uh, he looks like a, a sort of an American convict there. He's got memory walk <laughs> written on it. And um, yes. 
Oh, you've got a photograph. Yeah, yes, so I've got a photograph of me. He's got a bearded now, slight beard, or sort of a goatee, and um, That's right. yeah, sort of uh, old, older fellow. And it comes after uh, the um, New Zealand Health Chief Executive, Margie Arpa, said in a statement that individual downloaded a large amount of vaccine-related information and published it on an overseas website. Well, it's still there, and you can see it at freenz. Um, freenz.substack.com it's there for everyone to see if you go to the wireless.nz we've got the link to that there so get in and have a look at it and you can read uh, I don't know if you can actually read the data but you can certainly read the report that was done by um, someone else that I actually I've read out a couple of times actually Um, after this conversation I have with you John I'll play Liz Gunn Gunn again if people haven't heard what she said in the car yesterday Prime Minister Christopher Luxon confirmed on AM on Monday that's this morning personal information had been uh, spread no that's rubbish no personal information has been spread so why would he say that as an under well I suppose but perhaps it's Perhaps it has been spread for those doing the deep dive. I don't know. Personal? I, no, I don't no, think so. That's I not think personal information. Been, uh, mm. I think it's all been uh, uh, cleansed, hasn't it? Oh, no, hang uh, on. He's now he's, kept anonymous. Then they've quoted him. So the, the, the Hewitt, the reporter, said that, uh, he, that he said on um, AM this morning that personal information had been spread. But then when they quoted him, it says, I understand, Luxon says, it was uh, anomalised data, so it wasn't specific to any particular individual as such. Health, well, that's, that's what right. that's what personal information personal means one now, one person Grant, at a time. Did you did you did you just say mm. Luxon then? Yes, Prime Minister Christopher Luxon confirmed on right. AM on Monday morning to the personal information had been spread, but he uh, Luxon says, as I understand it, it was anonymised. Uh, is that right? Is that how you pronounce that word? Anonymised. Anonymised. Like yes. Sorry. Like um, the data was anonymous. I've never said that before. So it wasn't specific <laughs> to any particular individuals as such. Health New Zealand. That's what they should be. Not to Wataora. So that he's actually said the right word. That's good. Frankly, Health New Zealand. Frankly, did a good job over the weekend, working in conjunction with the minister Shane Retty to make sure that they could actually uh, ascertain what had been taken. This is what Luxon said. Luxon uh, is saying this. So yes. no words coming out of his mouth. No. about how no, no uh, they're not. so he's just uh, he's, he's, he's with the vax he's murderers, with the vax murderers yeah and uh, they put an injunction in place that had taken that had taken data down for other sites which was fantastic which is rubbish because it's up there for everyone to see worked with the New Zealand police someone was arrested late last night uh, I don't know whether it was that late uh, so that's what Liz Gunn told us and uh, I'll play that yeah. after I hear from you so that is the rubbish coming out of News Hub uh, what have we got coming out of uh, stuff? What do they say? I'll just do a refresh on that story. Health worker arrested after allegedly misusing data to spread vaccine misinformation. Well, how would they know it's misinformation? <laughs> they well, should misinformation be held culpable for saying that, you know, because it's going to turn yeah. out that it's not misinformation. Police have no, it's, confirmed... it's missing, in, it's missing, missing information. information. Absolutely. Police have <laughs> confirmed that a health worker has been arrested for allegedly, oh, they said it right then, misusing and disclosing vaccine data. Uh, he's been charged with accessing computers, so they've got nothing new. So the latest is from New News Hub. Uh, with him appearing in court. So if you can get to Wellington at 2.15, he'll be back in court. And um, so he needs, he is a hero. He's probably, he would, he needs to be knighted and he needs to, to get the Victoria Cross or something because he's stopping, uh, his yeah. coming out will be stopping uh, hundreds of thousands of New Zealanders continuing to be injured and murdered by our complicit government. It's just extraordinary that they just carry on with the same old lines or yes. lies, uh, safe and effective, after all this time. 
They are so incredibly cheeky. I mean, I use that word, cheek. To, my theory is that cheek is the almost the determining factor of successful people. Don't choke. Success goes both ways. But when you think about it, successful people have normally been cheeky, haven't they? Um, True. By stand, to stand above the crowd, to do something different, to to do something before others. And, and these criminals are just as cheeky uh, by ignoring all the... I'm sitting outside stuff headquarters here and people are walking past me looking strangely when I'm saying this. I'm saying it loud deliberately. Good, good. Um, Stuff headquarters, I was alerted by one of our people, is in a, a goldfish bowl on the corner of Brandon Street and Featherston Street mm. in Wellington. It's in, it's behind floor-to-ceiling glass. You can see all these reporters, albeit it's a little bit dark and there's, and there's lots of reflections and you can't quite see everything, but isn't that galling? And I'm, I'm looking at the reception area here. And, I, and it's got a big little Kiora Wellington, Na Panui, No Mai, Haudemai. Think for your... Can you believe this? This is what I mean about the cheek. Think for yourself. Decide for yourself. Know for yourself. Follow no one. We are stuff. Write your future here. And it's got their sort of cartoons of all these monsters um, that have been spouting this bullshit uh, for so many years. And that's cheeky. So that's success on their scale. That's success like Ardern is successful, like Ashley Bloomfield is successful, like all of them are successful by their own terms, by their own lights, by their own lights. They're just, because that's the only strategy they can adopt, just supremely, walk sup with supreme unconcern and mock, mock all the people that complain about such irregularities as the state murdering thousands of people uh, that's just a trivia, trivial detail, it's what states do, or it's all false or whatever it is, but they can somehow live with that, I said to this woman today in the pink, her name was Alexa Cook the so-called health reporter she says, you don't know me, I says, I know enough, <laughs> I mean you're, you're, you're mocking people you know, there was a woman there today whose t-shirt I photographed from the back and it says that well, there were some clever words which I forget, but it was basically about how her mother and her father had been vaccinated, had died of the vaccine, and her little children were gathered around her and a dog. Um, very, very poignant. I could send it to you. Um, and John, where is the recording that you sent me? I can't find that anywhere on either uh, of the. Um... Well, I asked. I asked a mutual friend who I won't name on this. That's this right. Slide. To send it to. Um, me? to send it to you, oh. um, but it, I don't know that it's that good. Oh, okay. It's got my friend's uh, shoes in it mainly um, because it was taken surreptitiously, uh, and it's the audio that I was interested in. I had a little bit of a playback, and it was quite noisy, mm. and I don't know if it's useful, so I'm just sort of telling you the gist. Okay. Um, but it was good to have had that interaction. I don't enjoy these things, you know. Oh, no, but you have to but do I've it. Got, it's a job. I've got, yeah, mm. I've got stuck into to Luxon, to David Seymour before the 2020 election where he, he said he didn't care whether New Zealand was renamed Timbuktu and mm. it was, he couldn't perceive any surrender to Maori going on. Now he will have you believe that he is the champion of 
anti-co-governance. This is these guys are just sleazy salesmen. Mm. And I had to go, you know, got, I think was responsible for getting Justin Lester out of his job in Wellington for deciding to demote my language in libraries. Yeah. And um, had now, a go Justin at, Lester, um, he is the mayor, wasn't he? He was. He was the mayor. And yeah. What other ones? Um, yeah. And had a go at Winston Peters uh, in Masterton before this election. And, uh, you know, and he had the gall to sort of defame me as a racist when my views on that issue are exactly the same as his. We need to hear Uh, from Winston Peters today. We've heard from the Prime Minister and it's been bullshit from the Prime Minister. Uh, Yeah, that's why I've got a a snitcher on him is because he lied to my face in 2017 about that issue. He uh, doubled down in 2020 and then again before the election and... um, but I've got it all recorded, and you know I'm just biding my time for when he fails this latest test. But if he doesn't, then I think we have to congratulate him. So, what do you think the response uh, is going to be from um, Voices for Freedom and Reality Check Radio, which is their sort of subsidiary? Well, you see, the thing about them is they're slow to the party. They, they will they'll, they'll pick little petty little fights with uh, Samantha. You see, Samantha isn't Samantha Edwards. Mm. Your your namesake is mm. another one whose moral compass points true north. It's She's pretty a fighter obvious. too, yeah. And the same as Liz Gunn. I spotted her as being another Liz Gunn. Yeah. And you don't have to worry which lie you're told when you when you commit yourself to the truth. And boy, does she take she takes the hits. Uh, and um, but she pointed out, and everything she says eventually checks out. Uh, and and she pointed out that you know Chantel Baker and. Uh, VFF were offered this information before. Voices for Freedom, yeah. They, yeah, they did not. Well, Voices for Freedom is really Voices for Peters. Yeah, it seems now, like it was in the lead up to the. And uh, they have to election. answer for that, you know, and maybe I have to answer for it if Peters actually does come through. I'm The reason, as I say to people today, the reason I'm being so aggressive about this is I'm really just trying to get him to do his job, you know, by needling him, by giving him no wriggle room. You give these people no wriggle room. And then they either expose themselves as crooks or they do the right thing. Not that I've had terribly many instances of that happening, mm. but you at least get to then broadcast their depravity. Um, but if you don't take an aggressive position, they get away with it. You know, and the state at the moment, most of these people walking around here in Wellington, if they read that article, they will believe that there's this terrible whistleblower at the at the health and giving away their personal information. That's, right. that's all they'll take, yeah. that's all they'll take in because mm. no one has said the words vax murder. That's how they've spun it, haven't they? They haven't you know, said no that anything that he's that's... accused that he's actually got information which allegedly says the that's government right. responsible for a, for um, slaughtering uh, 50, 50, average 50 people a day with their vaccine. Yeah, that's the sort of thing that people mm. would have to hear if we want the team of 5 million to know what we know. Mm. That's they right. would have to hear that stuff mm. right up front and often. And then they can have an opinion about it. They can say, oh, I don't believe that. That's just a bunch of conspiracies. But it would enter the conversation. Mm, and right. somewhere, in that, somewhere in that room that they're in that's having that conversation, somebody will say, well, actually, he's right. And yep. then they will say, well, what do you mean? And then he'll tell them. And that's what I count on when I do my stroppy things. I'm counting on when that is discussed and when they talk about how loony I am or like Carl Dufresne, my friend Carl Dufresne, who down distances himself from me, hmm. when I did a rant against uh, head of the disinformation project, 
which, mm. by the so way, we should. can say, mm. we can say, I think there's a clever wordplay in that, we can say that disinformation project projects disinformation. Yeah. Um, but when I did that in Masterton, Carl rushed to distance himself from me uh, and uh, completely missed the point because he has sealed himself off in his little cocoon of niceness. Mm. And he, he can't believe that anyone could be that nasty as to huh. fib. To as tell to the tell truth. Mm. As to tell fibs. That's why they let him in the mainstream media, because he's so innocuous. Yeah. Um, oh, here we go. We've got another photograph just come up on Radio New Zealand. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're, uh, this is how they report it. Uh, the Tawata Ora employee accused of stealing, oh, stealing yeah. COVID-19 stealing. data. He was the one that actually wrote wrote yes. the um, uh, the yes. source for the data for yes. the government, contracted to do that, so he knows exactly what's going on. He's accused of stealing COVID-19 data. Is he, though? What, did that come out in the court that he was accused oh, well, of stealing? Oh, well, uh, it'll be theft as a servant, mm. I'm sure. That'll and, be their angle. And using and of it course, to... Yeah. Uh, on the face of it, that's what it is. Well, the is... question is, is it okay to do that when the people you're stealing from are mass murderers? Well, is this has okay? just come out... Um, it's not okay, is it? <laughs> no, no. But it should be, but it should be. So 10 minutes yeah. ago, have a listen to this and see what you think of RNZ's reporting, seeing as you were actually there. So he's accused of stealing COVID-19 data and using it to spread misinformation about, uh, I should say apparent misinformation about vaccine-related deaths, uh, has appeared in court. Barry it Young... It shouldn't even say that. It should say information. That's what it should say. Mm. Barry, yeah. Barry Young, 56, is charged with accessing computer systems for dishonest purposes, which carries a maximum penalty of seven years in prison. Tiwata Ora has allegedly, uh, they've alleged Young downloaded the data, which was later published on an overseas website. Young appeared briefly in the Wellington District Court on Monday morning. His case was put to the, uh, put back to the afternoon after police indicated they would be opposed to releasing on bail and wonder why. Look, yeah. I, you know, I don't think the National Party's running the show. I think the deep state's running the show, running well, our I country. Well, the National Party is running the show for the Do you think state. so? Yeah. yeah, of course they are. It's just another... That's the whole reason for Lux, and that's I spotted him, spotted that when I laid into him in Whanganui, or asked him a question in Whanganui, as we say. Mm. You know, I said, if you could be persuaded that these four things that you currently more or less agree with Jacinda Ardern on, uh, and they were uh, that man does not cause dangerous global... If I could persuade you that you're wrong and that man does not cause dangerous global warming and that fluoride does cause the lowering of seven IQ points in children, on average, that the vaccinations were tantamount to executions in many cases and that the treaty was not a partnership. If I could persuade you of those things, would you change your policy? No, he says proudly. Good grief. To a chorus of cheers from his deluded National Party. Deluded, yeah, crazy. This um, is interesting, this paragraph here, John, it says here, this is um, put out by RNZ, this is the latest, it says his case is put back to this afternoon uh, after police, they indicated they would be opposed to releasing him on bail because of the risk he could continue to spread misinformation. Can you believe that? Well, he was... What are they frightened um, of? If it's misinformation, what are they worried about? He was apparently offered... Um, offered uh, safe refuge out of New Zealand, and he, such was his integrity... Turned it down. Uh, turned it down. Mm. So I don't think he's going to be fleeing he's anywhere. He's not going anywhere, no. Uh, and uh, what more can he say? Yeah. He said it all, and everyone in the world knows it. Well, not everyone. We can delude ourselves by thinking mm. that, that uh, 
people are far more informed than they are. It's just mm. our crowd, isn't it? His defence um, lawyer, Matthew Haig, has told the court uh, the police had no evidence Young presented any risk. Judge Andrew Nichols said that he would consider the application once it was made and make a decision yep. this afternoon. So get there to 2.15, a quarter past two, and Wellington, if you can get there, go there, because um, uh, our friend Barry, and there's a photograph of him there in court, he looks he looks fine. He looks brave. Yeah, he, he's much encouraged. Yeah. But, you know, as, as his wife said, I didn't get to meet his wife. Unbelievable. They've lock, got him locked up. They make him, he looks like a flipping prisoner, like he's an axe murderer. Yeah. And, I think but he's he'll not. be much... Um, just imagine how you'll feel. You may have to experience it yourself one day, as might I, as might Liz Gunn. Mm. Uh, imagine how good you'll feel, though, knowing that you're rotting in that cell, having done the right thing. Yeah, that's right. He can sleep at night. Uh, and that's what New Zealand um, doctors speaking out with science, that's what they say too. They often have that. It's on their website. They can sleep at night. They can do what they like to me. Uh, but I'm going to feel good for as long as I can about what I did, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, because, uh, and this is why I want the New Zealand First supporters to change better late than never Try it. Um, and, and experience the good feeling of what it feels like to actually be honest uh, and be on the side of good. And those people who are, do not, do not unite with people who aren't. What we need to do is cure those people who aren't of their ethical ambiguity, <laughs> as it were. Yeah. Get them to realise that you don't do that sort of thing. You don't have faith in people like that uh, and expect serial liars to suddenly change. No. But no. I realise that with, with every passing word <laughs> that I incriminate myself, or at least I, I dig myself... Sorry about the buttons. I dig myself a bit in a deeper hole if it so happens that Winston Peters... Does the right thing. It would be good to I don't see. Think I'll, I don't think I'll feel too bad. No, because I might have I might have encouraged him to do it. Um, yeah, I mean, it'd I be wonderful, know. wouldn't it? I mean, you'd be you'd be just cheering, wouldn't you? I could imagine you'd well, be cheering if he did come out well, and say, "Hang on, I'm going to stand with I'll this be, guy." Uh, I'll feel conflicted because I'll be being uh, attacked <laughs> mm. for uh, daring to suggest that he might not be fully ethically true north. But look, that's that's really the that's really the strategy. We, 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 we make it impossible for him to escape um, the odium if he doesn't do the right thing. Mm. And if he does, he can be hailed as a hero, provided he does the right thing in the other areas as well. Well, I'm um, going to send that information from uh, Free NZ at Substack. I'm going to send that over to TNT Radio. As, as well as the um, the news reports that we've got coming out of fake stream media here in New Zealand. I'll send them both, and hopefully we'll get a report. They have, you know, like quarter of a million listeners on TNT Radio, uh, sort of, uh, I don't know, I think that's every week or every month or something. I'm not sure. It's, it's huge anyway. So it's international radio talkback, tntradio.live. That's where we take our news from. So I'll send that to them, and hopefully, because they have mentioned New Zealand in quite a few uh, reports. Um, one of them was the election win. They mentioned that and other things. So they are, they are listening all the time to Australia and New Zealand because they've got yeah. um, 
the Russian uh, the uh, the Russian guy what's his name the Aussie Cossack they've got him as one of the presenters they've got Katie Hopkins yeah. she's one of them and uh, oh, good. quite a, quite a few really good good people you should be on there on TNT radio with your own program you'd be brilliant <laughs> listening to you well mm. I think it's great that they've got Steve Kirsch because you really can't oh have they got better. Steve Kirsch now well on... I, I don't know I, I I mean sort of more broadly mm. Steve Kirsch is involved I don't know. Well, Steve Kirsch has come out. He's against every vaccine. He yeah. says that he writes against COVID mitigation policies, vaccines, neurological diseases and conditions, corruption and censorship. Yeah. He says the data shows that vaccines are ruining the health of Americans and driving mm. the epidemic of neurological conditions. And he did that yeah. based on a survey of 10,000 people. And out of that 10,000, mm. 1,000 of the group had never had a childhood vaccine and nor had the mm. mother. And they have no... Mm neurological conditions, no um, allergies, and no uh, chronic diseases. Well, I used to think vaccines were great. Me too. Um, I was just a, a box-ticking doctor worshipper yeah. for most of my life. Yeah, as we all were. Um, yeah. And I sort of feel I have to apologise to those who um, woke up a lot earlier. Well, that's I had what... no reason. See, I had no reason to. Yeah. I didn't yeah. experience anything or know anyone who'd experienced anything, or at least I didn't know that anything that they had experienced was attributable mm. to a vaccine. Yeah. It's, only this, it's only this COVID vaccine thing where we do know people yeah. that has catered to our self-interest yep. and woke us up. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, just yeah. looking at some of the information there, some of the some of the uh, the vaccinators you know like uh, i've got one case here look look the the tihopai home and hospital they have 61 deaths uh, out of the 191 yeah. people that were vaccinated that's 31.94 percent uh health central vc well, just, just just a minute there can i just now the other side will say and have said because mm. tihopai is in wellington where i am mm. old um, people's home isn't it they'll say well it's not too extraordinary that that many people might die within a two-year period of anything. So one has to, you know, that might be, and uh, it, it might actually be excessive. I don't know their, their trend history. Mm. But that's what the other side say, mm. and they're entitled to say that. And, uh, you know, then we should rebalance and think, well, okay, is that fair? Uh, but you might then find, or you might not, that... It actually still is excessive because the normal death rate might be might be 30. Well, you can take the Doctors Christchurch South, their mobile mm. clinic they set up. 48 people were vaccinated, 12 of them are dead. That's 25%. Yeah. The other side will say they'll use whatever opportunity they can to chip at it. And they'll say, well, it was pretty poor form of of Liz not to not to mention that it was a rest home. Well, she had a lot to get through. Well, it's pretty obvious that um, it was a rest home. It says here, home had, and hospital, you know. Well, indeed it, indeed it does, doesn't it? Mm, yeah. Yes, it does, doesn't it? That's it's obvious right. that it was a rest home so for really a, yeah. orderly people. It's not, it's not an attempt to um, obfuscate. And in fact, it's only one data item out of many, many, many. So, yeah. um, I'm going to miss the news, John, do. because it's all rehashed news. They, okay. um, they don't okay. do... No, no, I'm going to miss it. We'll just keep talking because this is something interesting that I've picked up as well. Tell me what you think of this. It says, the whistleblower has unique access to the data in question. This is off Liz Gunn's um, freenz.substack.com. And yeah. uh, it says here that he designed and built the database for the New Zealand government specifically for COVID-19 right. vaccine. Now, that's not that's come right. out in the news. And yet right. it's there that's for right. the media to see. They could report it if they wanted to. It is he was official. leaking his own stuff. Yeah. He was leaking his own 
he was leaking the stuff that he had actually yeah. So he didn't assembled. steal anything. Yeah. Uh, I mean, one of the ways to deal with this is to say, well, how would you, a human being... Hmm. Um, you see people being murdered. How would you react when you see evidence, albeit in numbers? Hmm. We see evidence day after day, week after week, month after month, that people have died of this thing which your masters have told people is safe and effective. How would you do that? As a human being, how would you react? Might, after exactly. a while, you actually want others to know that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he'll, you know, that is a reasonable now thing his to ask. conscience is clear, isn't it? His conscience yeah, is clear. Yeah, that's a reasonable thing to ask, isn't it? He, yes, it is. And he actually looks what like, looking do? at the photo, yeah. a, a man with the weight off his shoulders standing you in that say courtroom. You journalist. You say, well, how would you? Oh, sorry. Yeah. What would you do, yeah. what would you do hmm. with that information? Would you stay quiet? How will your God, if you th- believe in one or... or uh, or, or Jacinda Ardern, or whoever it is that you pay obedience, <laughs> obeisance to, or Chris Luxon. Yeah. Um, how would your, how how would they, how would your family feel if you had kept that quiet? And so that man, uh, hero though he now is, uh, was no doubt wrestling with his conscience for quite some time and not leaking it, just like many many parents of executed children have taken the state's money that's right and gone quiet um you know these are these are conscience decisions that aren't autom- aut- necessarily automatic yeah. Uh, yeah and it wasn't in his case but he's unburdened himself what? and it's going to cost him his liberty if yes the state gets their way. And which is they want to lock them up. And that, that's interesting that's coming from the police because they don't really know anything about it. All they're doing is they're just enforcers for the government, aren't they? So, um, wow, I can't believe it. So the other thing that's interesting, um, how many people do you think, if 90% of New Zealanders were vaccinated according to the government, they said there's a, uh, the first one was a 90%. Uh, but here in this data that's been released by... Um, Barry, uh, he says that two point, the data of the, it says here, um, it's official government data and it excludes extremely, uh, sorry, rather, it includes extremely detailed COVID-19 vaccine data for 2.2 million. Hmm. Hang on. How many people? I don't know where the rest of it is, but I know that we have a split health system, don't we? And the Maori data is probably much higher. So this is not Maori data. Well, I, I don't know what it is. Mm, um, that's interesting. But I don't I don't know. But one for some reason it's not complete. It's four million out of twelve million. Um, out of two point two million. It was two point two million. He says that Kiwis were, va- well, were vaccinated. Well, depends that what numbers we're talking. But it's, it's four million data points or something out of twelve million. Da- or, I don't know if I'm getting the words right. Oh, okay. But. It's only a third of what it could be. Well, it doesn't and look course, like ninety percent uh, were vaccinated. Then, according to this, if it's too, if the, it says here that. Well, hmm. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but what I what what we should put into the into the conversation is what were the Maori numbers? Oh. Because we get anecdotal reports that Maori people are going to a hell of a lot of tangies, uh, and the state has taken particular aim at them. Uh, with these vaccines. I was in Whanganui when they actually had uh, armoured personnel carriers coming over the bridge, albeit bearing probably KFC vouchers rather than bullets. Yeah. But 
they actually said in the local paper there when I was there. A show of force. They're, 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 they're conducting a military operation to convince Māori. Oh, no. And I thought, gee, that is... Uh, and then when you get the armoured personnel carriers as well, this is not, this is not fun. This is, this is not a joke. No. This is I remember them you saying very, that. Mm. They're giving a, a disproportionately aggressive people a very aggressive message. Uh, and, yeah, so it'll be very interesting to know what the what's what's the Maori there's, there's two state organizations both with Maori names so I can't remember which one is the actual Maori one but it'll be very interesting to know if their data is split off uh, I've got to go now yep righto John I said I'd meet someone for lunch at 12 o'clock lovely okay <laughs> it's uh, seven minutes past 12 you're listening to yes. the Liberty NZ breakfast it's turned into a brunch and now it's lunchtime so all the best we were speaking with John oh. Ansell uh, he, John is a okay. former uh, radio and television uh, he's an advertising guru actually award winning he's worked for all the political parties in New Zealand and uh, won awards and uh, so he is making a stand for truth his compass directly points north what does yours does yours did you vote for Winston Peters? Peters? Well, if Winston Peters doesn't say anything by the end of the day, we will know that he was a fraud and that you were sucked in. Uh, we weren't. We voted for New Zealand loyal. Why? Because she's for us. She's not for them. She's not for the globalists. And we heard uh, Chris Luxon's report on what he said. He was quoted on the AM show this morning, probably with Ryan Bridge. And nothing, he didn't say anything about the fact that he's got information on deaths as well. Nothing was said. And so, and Winston's as quiet as a mouse, isn't he? So we'll see how Winston Peters uh, acts and whether he conducts himself in a moral and uh, ethical way today. Uh, don't hold your breath. All right, coming up to eight minutes past midday, and uh, we'll be back with the country music in just one moment. Please, caller. Welcome to Mail. That's your wreck they told in? 